Hi, love. I'm Nicole Weston, and you are listening to Redefining Motherhood More Than Moms. In this community, we focus on creating a safe and sacred space for us to cultivate loving, gentle, and compassionate relationships with ourselves first so that we can be present in our relationships with our partner and children and be the best mom we can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Redefining Motherhood. Today, I am super excited to be sitting down with Alyssa Blaze. She is a mom of two, and she helps women regain their strength, energy, and confidence to lead active lifestyles while also being positive role models for her kids. She has a passion for helping women become fit, strong, and make healthier choices, which also creates a ripple effect into the household. Her training styles to help women learn that fitness is fun and can help you through life's challenges, the importance of positive body awareness, and knowing the healthy habits needed to live a vibrant life. Alyssa says that today's mom is basically overworked, tired, overstimulated, and second-guessing herself, and she wants to share the tools that, and resources for moms to make themselves a priority and to finally reach their goals to show up and be the best they can. Alyssa and I have so much in common, so thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, Alyssa. Thank you, Nicole. I'm really excited to be here, too. Yeah, it's so great to, you know, connect with like-minded mamas who are all on this mission to just, I don't know, make motherhood a little bit easier one step at a time. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I definitely agree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm curious if you could tell our listeners, um, why is redefining motherhood so important to you? How do you see that showing up in your world? Why don't we share your story around, yeah, how you redefine motherhood? For sure. And um, I think that um, my story, even though it's unique to me, I, I definitely know that it's, um, it's common for many moms. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, had, I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And um, uh, just so like a little backstory, um, when, when we had our son, we moved uh, two hours away away from any sort of support. We moved in the dead of winter. Mm. And um, I, my, my sole and main focus and everything I was looking forward to was just like raising a healthy and beautiful human. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of neglected or forgot about everything that mattered to me, everything that I needed to do for myself. And um, at that point when I, you know, I, I, I suffered from the baby blues, it was, uh, I remember it was, a, it was a, a challenging time for me, but I, um, when, when I think back to those times, I, I, I wondered where I had gone, where I had, I had been struggling through, you know, just moving through daily life and, and doing things just for my child. But I, I really lost my identity. Mm-hmm. I lost who I was. Um, and I, my hopes were, um, was to get into training, uh, fitness training after I had my son. And I had already been a trainer before, but I had left my corporate job and I, we were starting a, a new business. We opened a training facility at this time as well. And I, uh, I wanted to start being a trainer and a women's trainer. But the thing is, is I, I was suffering. I was in a place where I, I um, couldn't keep myself together. I was just getting through the day. I didn't have very much energy. 
I, I was showing up for workouts really tired. I was like a hot mess mom. Right. And, um, and I felt still continuously really drained. And so I didn't feel like I was actually living the part of how I wanted to show up. Hmm. And I felt defeated. Right. So for me, um, I, I really wanted to get like my mom shit together. Am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I wanted to get my stuff together because my, I had a new identity, a new rule that I wanted to show up as, um, you know, a mom and a, and a fitness trainer, but I, I was out of shape as well. And I think it, it was at a time where people weren't being vulnerable. Mm. There wasn't a whole lot of social media seven, seven years ago. Like it was just sort of starting, right. um, but people weren't sharing their stories. And um, I didn't feel like I really had anybody to talk to or anybody to um, share, you know, share insights with or how to even, you know, step into that front. So I felt like I was false advertising, mm. um, like, come on, show up to my classes. And I wasn't, I didn't have my stuff together at all. Right. I didn't lose the baby weight that I had hoped for. Um, I like many of the moms that I work with now, you know, I, I didn't lose any weight until I stopped breastfeeding. And now I realize that it's very common. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so for me, my identity was kind of lost in the fact that I was a different person, but I was trying to show up, um, in this new light. And I, I was just a big hot mess. Yeah. I can totally relate to the big hot mess. Yeah. And, and the identity part too, right? Like who am I now? You know, how, who am I going to show up in the world and who I know who I want to be, but how do, how do I get from here to there? And how do I do that in a way that continues to support? And I remember for me, the, one of the biggest, um, moments, like I, I, one of my friends calls it like a come to Jesus moment, but like, I literally came down to my knees and I was like, I just was able to give myself permission to be becoming and like that freed up so much pressure and expectations of who I was supposed to be and who I wasn't being and, and, and all of those pieces. And I can say, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners would say as well, like feeling defeated is, is a very prevalent emotion that I think a lot of moms feel right at the beginning, I would say just mm -hmm. yeah in that turbulent kind of transition period, I like to call it the initiation into motherhood that like nobody told me I, that was coming, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And now having gone through, through it with two kids, I mean, it was a whole lot easier to go through it the second time around. Right. Um, because even though everything could potentially be different and it was because never, not every pregnancy is the same right. and not every kid is the same, but you'd already been a mom, you've already kind of established some of those roles and how you want to handle some situations. Mm -hmm. And um, you had just comfort in knowing that you've gone through it before. True. But at the same time, when you're kind of, it's the first time that you're going through it. Um, I think it's so important for women to share their story. Because again, at the time where it, I had been going through it, there was not there wasn't a whole lot being shared. Right. Um, and, um, and so I did, I felt very alone mm -hmm. and, um, I didn't know how to kind of pull myself out of where I was. And you said that you had like this aha Jesus moment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I, I can't pinpoint like a specific Jesus moment. All I, uh, what I can remember from that time was that, um, it took me a long time to figure out my stuff. 
Right. Like I didn't just wake up overnight and was yeah. like, I can show up and be super mom and, and yeah. do all these things. But, um, it wasn't actually until we had decided to have another child mm. that I realized how I wanted to show up again. It was like a do over for me. Oh, I was like, nice. I am going to step into this second mother role. And my kids are three years apart. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I feel like probably by like six months before I got pregnant with, with my daughter, I realized that uh, we wanted to get pregnant again. And that because it was kind of like a really like, um, changing time for me that I didn't want it to be, I didn't want that same scenario to happen over again. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, what I did was I prepared myself mentally and physically, um, for the, the challenges that I was going to go through, like all the stages of pregnancy and then the postpartum stages, I started setting up some routines and, and some, um, you know, some really healthy habits that I could use so that not only was I going into pregnancy stronger and wiser and calmer, mm. but then I was also going to be able to have the whole birthing experience was a little bit better the second time around. And, and then that, that initial, you know, postpartum stage and then moving into now, okay, I am now a mom of two, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be different, but I felt much more well-prepared yeah. um, with, with the things that I had set up for myself. So mm. I really, really love that. And I'm going to go, I'm just going to go back because you said it was like a do-over and I can really relate to that. And I know I've had a lot of conversations with moms too, who are like, yeah, like I've done the first time, like I know what to expect. And I think there's a lot of power and, you know, feeling prepared and kind of having some level of certainty is, it's crazy what that can do for confidence and just, I don't know, brain work, we'll call it. Um, and I will say for myself, it definitely wasn't something overnight. I did do a session with my coach, so I was guided and my, it was before we did some sleep training slash coaching slash understanding the world of sleep. I I say that I was very undereducated in the world of sleep. Um, and, uh, and that's a, a story for another day, but she wasn't sleeping at the time. And so I had my coach come over and during that session, it was two hours long. I left the session like four to five times because I had to attend to my daughter. I thought I could have given up every single time. I was like, no, I got to do this. I got to do this for me because this is not like I actually can't function and this isn't good for me or for anyone else. Um, And it was that moment. It was that come to Jesus moment. So I'm definitely not saying I did it on my own. (laughs) I had the support, Um, but I can really connect with you in the sense of you, like I got really teary eyed listening to you say like it was uh, this moment where you kind of said to yourself like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to have a second child. And now who do I want to be? And how do I want to show up and step in? And that brought a lot of emotion to me because that's powerful. That is a very powerful alignment. I would say that that was um, a connection to your values of who you are. Yeah. And I, I definitely discovered and realized what our, the values were for not only for myself, but for our family. Mm. Um, because, um, as I mentioned before, like we, we went somewhere, we had no support. My husband started a business. We had no money. Mm-hmm. We had no help. We, uh, we had no idea what we were doing and we, we really had to simplify everything and focus on what really mattered in our life. And um, 
it, it's it's those 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 things right now that I still fall back on to this day, even in you know times that are stressful times or times mm -hmm. where you know I I don't have a lot of time in my schedule. These are like these are the values that I live by each and every day. Mm. And these are the values that I, I teach my children and the, the importances of, um, of, of taking care of ourselves and both physically and, and mentally mm. and, uh, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I, I now know that having these values are, um, have created like the backbone of the way that we live right now. Ooh, I love that. That just gives me so many goosebumps. Because I think that there are so many ways of doing things and that we are overloaded. You know, as you had mentioned in your bio that I read, like we're overstimulated and there are so many million ways of doing things. And I think what can really give us peace of mind is actually like sitting down and asking ourselves, like, what's important to me? What's important to my family? And who do we want to be? Like that word, I don't know if that question is asked as many times as it could be. And I think it, it does offer a lot of freedom versus like, what do I need to do in order to achieve X? You know, um, it is that, that um, we call it like a metaphor, the whole have or do have and be. And, and instead, why don't we just decide who do we want to be? How do we want to show up so we can have what it is that we want and do the things that we want to do? And I think in times of chaos and uncertainty, which I think would be newborn stages <laughs> and then entering another child. Like there's a lot of unknowns. And it, I do believe that the foundational values within a family, like when you said backbone, like that just made me just like, it just feels like anchored, you know? And you just, for me as a mom, I want to be my child's anchor in terms of her family, home, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. I want that to be an anchor for her, you know, to know that this is her safety and I found myself really analyzing how can I keep it simple because it's something that I want to maintain over and over and over again. So when you talk about simplifying and you talk about these healthy habits, can you share with us how you went from, well, it was six months before you had your daughter, before you got pregnant with your daughter, right? So at what point in that line did you go, okay, these are the habits that I'm going to start implementing? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was always like an ongoing thing since my child was born to try and figure it out when my mm. first when my son was born but it wasn't until like it took like two and a half years to like really figure out how to do these things so right um the the most important thing and this is what our family's value is is our health mm. um i know uh just from you know from working corporate and and working with a lot of you know uh, people that are really busy and um, juggling work and parent life and, and uh, taking their kids to different, different sporting events and things like that, that we often leave our own health or our goals or things that, you know, we would like to do with ourselves or with our, our health, but we leave them on the back burner, especially as women. Mm -hmm. um, I know that we're very selfless, but I didn't want that to be my, my future. I didn't want my health to be sacrificed. So I made health my number one priority cool. and, um, what, and, and so I discovered like what was important for me for my health. And, um, you know, I, I, I did, a, I did some reading and I found out, you know, the, the different ways of, of living that made sense and felt right for me at the time. 
and they have slowly morphed into creating healthier and healthier and healthier habits along cool. the way. Cool. Um, because I didn't just switch from like somebody that was living like the drab, hot mess mom life <laughs> to now I'm like this like beacon of, of health. It, it's happened over stages. And it was like taking one healthy habit and reshaping it at a time. Mm. And uh, it's not to say that um, over time, these habits didn't come back. Right. <laughs> because sometimes they do. For sure. And, um, you know, there's cycles. Yeah. But um, my goal was to always be how can I be, how can I start to, you know, take care of myself one day at a time mm. in a healthier way. Mm. And I really did this um, on, I, I did this on my own. And I, I've always realized the importance of this because even as a child, you know, I suffered from some like very minor but chronic health conditions like asthma, um, eczema, like skin conditions. Um, I, I didn't suffer from, let's say, like um, obvious sort of like social anxieties or things like that. But I was manifesting things on the outside. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I know that I have a, a, some uh, autoimmune in my family. So, I, you know, I was going back to health history in our family. So and I know that the older you get and the un, if you make unhealthy habits as you get older, um, that there is a chance that those, you know, those conditions either get worse or they morph into other things. Right. And, you know, I think we all think to, you know, our parents' health or our grandparents' health and we think like, what do they have? There's that potential that we may end up with those things as well. Um, and it wasn't until like my old boss ended up getting some like uh, a heart condition. My my father retired and, and he ended up getting a heart condition. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, years of overworking and being burned out and not taking care of themselves right. Um, right. enough. Right. Then they ended up having, um, uh, you know, these chronic conditions, which they don't just change overnight and you don't develop one a chronic condition overnight. But, you know, it's almost like I foresee that if I don't take care of my health now, mm -hmm. then I may not be able to live like a vibrant and healthy life. And anyone has seen my children, my, my children were given the genes of moving a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they are like crazy movers. And if I can't keep up to those two kids, um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to be left behind right. and I don't want to be left behind. And I know that there are so many other women and moms that are out there that um, want to keep up to their kids and they don't want to miss out on those moments with them. Mm -hmm. yep. And, and so prioritizing health is, is number one. Yeah. And I love that because in the work that I do and that I've done with myself, it's like values are why we do anything. We will put all of our resources, all of our time, money, energy into our values. And when you elicit someone's values, um, the top three, top five are why we do anything. And I know for me, when I'm not achieving something, it's because I'm out of alignment. So it's like, I may think that I'm just going to use health, that health is my number one value. When I actually did it and I score it and I figure it out, I'm like, Oh gosh, like health was like 20. So no wonder I'm in conflict with, you know, not being able to put the habits or the resources or the energy, I'm going to say into it because it's not even, I may think it is, but at an unconscious level, the 90% of me is like, no man, like you've got that down at the bottom of the list. And for me, that has been some of the big, um, awakening or big awarenesses that I've had along my journey is like sitting down and being like, Hey, why can't I resolve this? 
why can't I create this habit? I sit down and I do those, that value work and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is why, Nicole. And sometimes, honestly, the awareness of that is enough just for me to start making that um, focused. And I love how you said like being able to keep up with the kids. Cause I would say that that is like my number one. I just want to be able to keep up with my daughter. She's absolutely a mover as well. Um, much like her dad. And I could be happy to just chill on the couch, read a book and, and just kind of chill, you know, like I love that. But I also love hiking, but anyways, they are movers. And I joined your mastermind and I love it because it's like boss strong. And that is like number one for me. I want to be flexible and I want to be strong, you know, and I feel like those are, that those are some, those are aligned with my values. So I just really love how you have shared that journey of health being number one. Um, because again, if we don't have our values aligned, the habits just can't follow. Right. And I would say maybe you've seen this too, that maybe this is why, you know, for some of us, and I'm just going to speak for myself, my journey, why I have fallen off of certain things, you know, and then I give myself a really hard time for not sticking to it. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. So when you think about like the, your experiences, so you said, you know, we have to like reshape one thing at a time for our listeners today, where would you say is like, because there's probably a lot on their plate anyways, where's like one of the best kind of foundational healthy habits that they can just work on one day at a time? Yeah. So, um, I mean, there are tons of habits that you can reshape, yeah. but, um, if they're, if you want to pick the best habit that you can reshape is a habit that's going to create a ripple effect in other areas of your life. And they yeah. call these keystone habits. Okay. And so if you think of like a bridge mm -hmm. and the top piece of the bridge is, um, they call it the keystone because if you take out, you know, the very top of the bridge, then the rest of the bridge is going to come crumble over on both sides. Hmm. But if you have, you know, uh, a solid foundation on that one habit, you're more likely to make changes in other, other areas of your life. Yes. Now, these habits can look different for other people, but I right. can tell you with 100% certainty that if you move your body, mm -hmm. you're going to feel better. Mm -hmm. And when you feel better, you're going to make better choices. Got it. <laughs> and you're more likely to, um, because if you've ever done like any sort of exercise or fitness routine, um, at, if you're on like the fitness bag wagon, you're already going to be eating healthier. Mm -hmm. If you're not moving, mm -hmm. then you're okay with like eating a whole bag of chips or just chilling out on the couch or, mm -hmm. um, you know, not getting outside and getting active. Right. Um, my husband who is like, a, I'll just give you a little example because <laughs> I think it's, um, it's kind of fitting. Um, but, he, <laughs> so he's a mover. He works out, does two a days. Like that's just the level that he's at. And mm -hmm. that's where he like releases his energy. So, um, we decided on having two children and we did not want to have any more children. Okay. So we had, to, he went to get his vasectomy. Yep. <laughs> and after that, the recommendation is to take a few days and oh. chill out on the couch. Okay. So <laughs> my husband who does two workouts a day and trains people all day long is now stuck on the couch. Oh. So I can tell you that he was eating things that he wouldn't normally eat and he was really tired and lethargic. And uh, we kind of joke about it now, but the reality is, is that you could be living that life right now and not even know that just by getting up and moving your body, 
you're already going to already going to have more energy, even mm -hmm. if you don't feel like you do, mm -hmm. but you're, and then you're also going to make better decisions with, um, with, with your, your eating habits. You're probably going to sleep better. You're probably going to feel better in your clothes. You might yeah. walk around with a little bit more confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it creates a ripple effect. Yeah. So exercise for sure would be uh, a keystone habit that I would say is quite high. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any sort of like rating scale, um, but um, for some people, you know, quitting something like cold turkey, like let's say, for example, if you are a smoker and you're, you're trying to quit something cold turkey, that's hard. Yeah. But if you reshape the habit and replace it with something else, then you create new neural pathways. So you're more likely to um, eventually over time, you're not thinking about the cigarette, your brain is defaulting to the habit that you new habit that you've created. Cool. Now, oftentimes when people quit smoking, they just start like putting different things in their mouth and they overeat. Sure. Yeah. Um, and people use smoking as an option for like calming and stress relief. So then they turn to food and, and yes, it's reshaping the habit. And I don't know if you would say that that's healthier or not. Um, it is in some way, but also isn't in another way. So it's, it's, it's also important to reshape those habits into something that is, is going to be healthier for you. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's hard to just stop one and then live healthier. It, it, we, we have to, we have to create ways in order for us to be kind of like reprogrammed to do the said habit. Yeah. So I'll just give you a little example with totally. exercise. So if yeah. you, because I have clients that are like, I really want to exercise, but you know, I'm not motivated. I'm really, it's really hard for me to, to do that. Set up a way that is going to make you move into a more automatic way to get that exercise done. So I'm going to show you the example. The example would be before you go to bed, lay out your exercise clothes so that first thing in the morning you put them on, you go down and you're more likely to go downstairs and do your workout. Right. Right. So, um, it, and, and then you can do this with everything. So if whenever you feel like you're stressed out or um, you, um, you want to have a, a default, something that you can turn to that is like an instant reaction to mm -hmm. the said habit so that you can, so that your body and your, so that you instantly do that. If you right. wake up in the morning and every morning you have coffee, but your, your fitness coach is telling you to have water, then how can we make sure that you get the water in you? Like yep. maybe pour two glasses of water before you go to bed and have them at your bedside table. So they're, they're there. Yep. So think about them first thing in the morning instead of like going into that automatic wake up. I'm so tired. I'm going to pour coffee and have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like, <clears throat> I love this. And I'm really glad that you went there because I was just thinking in my mind around how often people just stop doing things and then you know, go cold turkey and maybe just don't have the resources. And so I really love this idea of reshaping. I feel like that's something that has been really working for me. And I love that you brought up the water because I've made a commitment to drink one glass of water while the coffee is being made, <laughs> you know, um, because I was watching a video and she said, she goes, I forget who I was watching, um, a YouTuber will say. And she said, uh, part of the reason why we're so like kind of groggy or, you know, foggy in the morning is because we're dehydrated, especially if we've, we slept for eight or 
I mean, I'm not sleeping for 12 hours. I don't know why I would even say that. That's probably because that's a kid. Um, <laughs> like eight hours is a fantastic <laughs> night of sleep, right? So um, yeah. And so I thought, okay, like I, I, for me personally, I love to know why. Why am I doing something? Because when I'm about to either talk myself out of it or say, you know what, I'll do something else. When I go back to the why, I stick with it. So it's like, okay, if I want to feel more refreshed because my daughter's going to be up in 30 minutes, then I'm going to drink this, this glass of water. Cause that's one thing I can do while I'm doing getting her breakfast ready and all of the other things. And then, you know what I love? I love the image of like, I'm actually, cause I, you know, self-love is my thing. I'm always saying I got to drink from my cup first. And so when I drink that glass of water in the morning, I'm like, this is me filling my cup right now. And water is like that one pure thing that it's like, I don't know. I feel like postpartum, I just didn't drink enough water. No, that's actually a lie. Yeah. yeah I've been watching <laughs> my water bottle is actually empty right now. <laughs> I should have filled it up before our interview, but always um, keep that full. <laughs> I know I need, I need to give it full, but I'm just really grateful because it means I drank it. Right. <laughs> but actually when I was breastfeeding, I did drink a lot of water because I was actually thirsty. And I've been reading a lot about water and how, you know, if you don't drink a lot, you don't actually get thirsty. So you have to actually like retrain your body to be thirsty and to actually, you know, want to drink the water. So I love that. And I love the reshaping and I love the movement too. I think that there's so much pressure to do everything all at once. And then, you know, for me, I'll just say, you know, you go for it and you do it all and then you kind of crash and then you beat yourself up for not doing it. So I love the reshaping and I love just focusing on one thing at a time and really building that in as I think you called it a keystone. Like that just is so brilliant. It's a brilliant metaphor. You can, you know, visually see that. And again, it takes the pressure off. Cause I think the last thing we need as mamas is the pressure. And if we can just move our bodies to feel good and to feel better, like I really love the ripple effect and the impact that that can make in our families. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so, I feel like I could talk forever about, about healthier habits and reshaping them. The one thing that I do want to say is that um, there may come a time in your life that you um, that you do need to take on more than one habit at once. And totally. um, so our brain can only it it feels easy. It, like change is hard, but our brain can only take on let's say one habit at a time and reshape it. But if you have been dealt some sort of hand or cards where you're in a place that um, you, you need a whole like do like life do over, mm. um, th that's when, you, you know, you just buckle down and you do it because, you know, you have to. Yeah. Like if, if your physician told you, you know, you are you have some sort of chronic health condition, you can't be eating this way, you can't smoke any longer. And you and, Hey, let's say, let's say it's some sort of cancer and, and, um, like you really do an overhaul. If you, if you want right. to get rid of it and you want to live, live beyond it, um, there are times where just changing one habit at a time becomes like all of the habits. True. And, but when you have a strong enough why on why you want to do that, it's a lot easier to stick for it when times are tough. Mm -hmm. but if you don't have a strong enough why, like, cause some women, they come to me and they just say, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds, but that, you know, 20 pounds is not as serious or like, um, you know, emotionally binding as you now have cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, you're less likely to, um, go in the fridge and snack on chips at night than you are if you've been dealt those cards. Yeah. And so having a, a stronger why, 
um, or really attaching that with the, the emotion of like, why are you doing this can help you create um, or, or do the habits at the same time and having it a, a bigger effect on, on your life in general. Yeah, totally. And our why is connected to our values, which I find when we can align those two things, I, you know, I think anything that we were, anything that we want and that is worth having is going to take effort, of course. But I think alignment of values is really key and um, focusing on what it is that we want versus what we don't want. So I want a healthier, vibrant, strong, flexible life would be mine versus I don't want to feel sore and I don't want to have an, you know, like all of these things. And I think when we can get, kind of get that three, this triangle effect of like my why, my values and focused on what I want and where I want to go, that can be very powering, empowering, but at the mind kind of self-confidence level, which I think is, I think to be honest, is a lot of, um, it's a lot of how we do things. I believe, right. This, I don't know if you've seen this saying, but the 90% of us, our unconscious mind is our goal getter. So the 90% of us, and I know that our why and our values and um, our beliefs about ourselves are at the 90%, right? And the 10% is our conscious mind, which is our goal setter. So I find like when we can get these guys to like, nobody can see me right now, right? But <laughs> I'm saying my head and my heart basically <laughs> to get into alignment um, <laughs> that that's the power. That is the absolute power, right? So I really, um, you've given me lots of visuals and I hope that our listeners are getting lots of visuals too about, yeah, just setting ourselves up for success in a loving, kind way. And what I love about you, because um, you've been in my space for a while, is your alignment with who you are and how you serve. It has been very clear, you know, this was your story around who am I, who do I want to be, and how do I reshape these values? And now how do I go out that? How do I go out and serve other women and, and do that too? Versus saying, you've got to do it this way, this way, this way. Um, you're really coming from a place of just like, I know, and like me too. Um, and I'm just really grateful for, for you. So thank you for that. So I always end my podcast like this. Um, if you were to tell your younger self, your younger mom self, um, any words of wisdom or anything you would want her to know, now that you know, what would it be? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, well, I, I mean, again, like I said, I, I felt like I did a, a complete do-over with round two. And um, there were a lot of things that I realigned with my values when I figured those out. So I, I, I wish I knew then what I know now, but I, I don't. Um, mm -hmm. So your question is, is, could I tell that person yeah, Those what would things? what would you tell her? What would you want her to know? Um, like, what would you want to tell her now that you know it? Now, what would you want? What would be your words of wisdom to her? Your words of uh, guidance or love or support? What would you want her to know about herself as a new mom? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's important to give yourself some ease and some grace. I know that um, we're all going through you know similar but different and unique um, lives and lead different lifestyles. But I, I would tell that person that it's going to be okay. Hmm. You're going to figure it out. And you're going to figure it out when you're meant to figure it out. Yes. And the people are going to show up in your life mm -hmm. when they're meant to show up in your, in your life. And you're going to hear their message when you're meant to hear it. Yes. And it's all going to come in together and feel aligned um, when that's ready for you. And I strongly believe that with, with anything that happens in our lives, not just, you know, passing yeah. down to motherhood, yeah. but, um, 
you know, I, I believe that I went through those struggles so that now I can show up and share with other people um, how to get through it. And yeah. um, if I didn't go through that, then I wouldn't know how to share or how to, um, how to do what I'm doing now. And so part of that journey is, or the, the journey is really important in, um, in being able to understand like where you've come from and where, where you're going. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the ease and I love the grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So if our listener, listeners want to connect with you, um, do you have anything that you want to share with them that may help them create these healthy habits? What do you got for us? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty hot right now on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. can be. So you can follow me on Instagram. I do give out, you know, tips often. It's just Alyssa Blaze uh, on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's Alyssa Blaze Coach. So if you're oh. on either of those social media streams, Awesome. Um, this, this, uh, this mom hasn't delved into like the TikTok or no. anything like that yet. <laughs> I've watched. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I've been watching, watching but I am not on there. <laughs> Me neither. But, uh, Instagram is, is probably the best place. I, I do share, you know, some of the healthy habits that I do each day and how to reach out to me. Um, cool. and, and so you can reach out to me there. I, I do offer free 30 minute, you know, healthy habit calls. So amazing. If you, um, if you want to reach out to me, you can send me a message, uh, DM on Instagram or an email. Cool. Um, and, um, we can get to the bottom of some of those habits that you want to reshape or, you know, just if you're not feeling like you're in living in alignment with the way that you want to live and you know that moving your body and treating yourself well with nourishing foods, um, are part of that, then let's let's chat yeah i love it thank you thank you thank you and i'll put all the links and everything in the show notes below so people can reach out and connect so thank you so much Alyssa, for joining us and i can't wait to have you back on thank you love thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode i am so grateful i want to invite you to join our facebook group redefining motherhood more than moms you can find the link in the show notes below and if you want to find more information, more resources, and stories, you can subscribe to our weekly More Than Moms journal. I want you to remember that you are doing the best you can with the resources that you have. You are loved, you are worthy, and you are enough. You got this, Mama.